Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Sitting Under a Tree. This is Aiden Jones on Monday night. The fucking. Oh, I didn't check the date. What's the date today? Let's timestamp this bad boy. <laughs> I started in like. I started that sentence doing my like. Hello there, gorgeous voice. And then went into like bad boy. Like it changed mid sentence from being like. What's the best word for that voice? Sissy? Is that offensive to someone? I hope not. Because that's how I see it in my head. The lispy, you know, like raspy voice. Yeah, I started like that and then I went into bad boy. And I was like, I can't say bad boy. <laughs> Let's timestamp this bad boy. That doesn't work, does it? That's dissonant as fuck. Um, it's the 15th, the 15th, the 15th of January, 2018, bro. Um... I, uh, I, I feel like I should be doing something tonight. Oh, I don't know. Today's been kind of a write-off, man. Um, oh, I mean, has it? No, I worked for nine hours. I made $180. That's not a write-off at all. But it just, it feels like, uh, like I don't have a gig tonight. And it's already nine in the evening. And I haven't been writing. I haven't really been doing anything. I watched an episode of Red Dwarf. That was fucking sick. Man, that was like one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. Um, if you haven't seen it, some like... British, old British sci-fi show, started in 88, so it went like all through the 90s, and it was prolific, I think they did like maybe eight seasons, and then they stopped, and then it started again recently on BBC, and now it's on Dave, uh, if you don't know, Dave is a, a British, there's a British channel called Dave, that's weird, isn't it, what, uh, I mean, I was just going to say another name there as the joke, but like, I wonder where that came from, what's the etymology of the British TV channel, Dave, anyway, fuck, I watched an episode of Red Dwarf, and it was, uh, <clears throat> I remember we used to have four burnt DVDs of the first four seasons of that show, and I would watch them, um, like, before school, like, I would forego cartoons and watch Red Dwarf instead, and it's, it had a lot of heart, I, the bit that I always tell people that was my favourite scene was, um, the setup, like the premise of the show, is basically uh, there's this spacecraft, and uh, <clears throat> one of the crew um, gets put into uh, like suspended animation um, because he he has a cat on board, and that's illegal to have like a an animal on board because it's a danger to the crew or whatever. So his punishment is he gets put on suspended animation until they get back to Earth, and they dock all his wages for that time. But then during that time, there's like a radioactive meltdown on the ship. Everyone dies. He wakes up a bajillion years in the future and he's the only human being left ever. And his only companions are a robot, a hologram, and a creature that evolved from his dead cat. Right? That's the show. So, and they just go on like weird adventures. The dude's like a slob, you know, he's like a, a, a drunk and he loves curry and all that kind of shit. Um, <laughs> am, I, am I explaining this very well at all? Or does this just sound like fucking absolute garbage right now? Anyone who's actually seen the show at this point is like, Dude, you've not... This is the worst ad for my favourite show ever. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, so, my favourite bit, my favourite uh, scene ever in the show was um, the hologram Rimmer. He's kind of like the antagonist of the piece, I guess. Um, he's very rules-oriented and straight-laced, and Lister, who's like a slob but romantic at heart, despises him because Rimmer doesn't have any love in his heart, you know? And they go to celebrate, they go down onto some planet to celebrate his death day, because it's like, aha, death day, because he's a hologram, so he died, but he was brought back. 
and it's like his birthday, you know, the anniversary of when he was born as a hologram. And they get really drunk, and then um, at night, Rimmer's like lying on his bed, and he's having like an existential crisis and thinking about his life and the decisions he'd made, and realizing that by living his life as a cynic, he's cut himself off from ever experiencing love, you know? And um, meanwhile, Lister's just there doing a jigsaw, what, like listening to Rimmer, who, like they hate each other, but they're also kind of the, the only people they have, so they're kind of friends. Um, so Lister's listening to Rimmer fall to pieces in this moment of existential crisis, and uh, Rimmer starts singing this song, and he's, he doesn't even sing it, he sings it in like this kind of pathetic whine, um, wait, let me just run past these people before I sing. <laughs> I'm on the street, by the way, um, and I don't want to... Yeah, there was just people walking. They don't need to be burdened with what I'm about to do. Um, so he starts singing, and he's going like, I'm a little lamb chomp. Maybe I could really be good with someone to watch over me. Right, he sings like that to himself. And then uh, Lister's just kind of sitting there, you know, like he's kind of engaged, but he's not really listening. And Rimmer just goes half to Lister, half to no one. That was going to be our song. But I never found anyone to share it with. Oh. I mean, that is just a, a cry from the darkness, isn't it? Isn't that sad and beautiful? Like, you know, this guy who lived his whole life in the pursuit of some sort of career and, and like, I don't know, like a, a, a personal glory, you know? He was, like, arrogant his whole life. That's his whole character as he, he's just trying to do all these tests and become an officer in the Space Corps and blah, 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 blah. And he, and he forgoes all personal relationships um, to reach that goal. And he's just like a sad fucking bastard, really. And uh, that moment is him just realising that he's wasted his entire life. And he doesn't even have anyone to tell that he regrets that. You know, the person, the, the closest he has is like this dude who's forced into his company and who hates him. Oh, really beautiful. Anyway, so I've, I watched an episode of that today that I don't remember as well. I watched an episode. I'm not going to recap the episode. I've just recapped the whole fucking season for you guys and you <laughs> are probably like <laughs> never going to watch that fucking show now because I recapped it in such a garbage way. But um, I watched an episode today and it was as... It was like as heartfelt and silly funny as I ever remembered it to be. I really... As I've gotten older, like I'm when I used to watch this, I was what, like maybe in my early teens and I did used to love it, but as I've gotten older and looked back on it and also with the new seasons that have come out that really look fucking just tacky and, you know, like a cash in, I've, I've started to get a little bit cynical about my, you know that when you get older and you think about things that you used to love and you, I don't know if anyone else does this, but I like, I like figure out reasons for why. I was wrong in the past, you know, like Slipknot, that's a good example. I used to love the band Slipknot, stupid fucking metal band, and they're rubbish, and I go back and listen to their music, and I'm like, ugh, this sucks. Um, and so to, like, to avoid, like, that disillusionment, I'll just, in my head, go like, ah, oh, that thing that I used to love probably does suck, I won't bother 
now because it'll like ruin the memory, you know? Um, anyway, I was scared that was going to happen with Red Dwarf, but for some reason I was thinking about it and I watched an episode and it was great. Really, really great. Just a nice little bit of nostalgia. It even made me laugh out loud at some points. And I was like, that was dumb because most of the jokes are just like dick and fart jokes and innuendos and whatever. Oh, it was great. So, what else are we doing here? Um, I just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this is weird or not. <laughs> I was just talking to a cam girl on Instagram, right? Uh, <laughs> because um, I'm on, like, I, you know, I'm on Tinder a bunch and uh, there are a bunch of, like, clearly, you know, catfish accounts on Tinder that, like, some of them don't even have an age and they're just, like, add me on Snapchat and uh, just, like, clearly doctored or, like, like, model pictures of girls. It's just, like, this isn't a real girl or... If it is a real girl, this is trying to get money off me in some way. But I was always like, what happened? Like, some of them are like, add me on Instagram. And I was always like, what happens if you just add that person? Like, what's the pitch? How far in can you go before you have to start giving them money? Because it's a sales pitch at the end of the day. And Tinder is like, you know, one of their little avenues to kind of funnel people into their business. So I added a couple and uh, started conversations and one of them we you know i i okay i'm just going to tell the story um she said like oh where are you and i was like i'm in melbourne where are you and she goes i'm in st kilda and i was like all right cool and she was like yeah i'm a cam girl sorry if that's a turn off and uh i was just going like oh that's interesting i want to understand how that works um like what is that was the business model you know how did you I don't want to say how did you fall into that because I bet like when you're a comedian you tell people when they go Who'd you, where did you start comedy? It's like probably the first question that anyone fucking asks. Um, and I can't deny that like a part of me is only asking this question to see if I can get through to the person because my thought is like if I can get through to the person then maybe we can have sex. <laughs> oh what a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I'm talking to her and she goes, well, look, we can meet up if you do me a favor. And I'm like, I was like, look, man, if you, um, if there's anything to do with money, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, I draw the line at actually giving any money over for this because that's a slippery slope to go down, isn't it? And then... You're like on the site and they got your credit card details and then suddenly you got a bill for like 300 bucks, you know, for me trying to trick myself into it that I'm doing a social experiment when actually I'm just trying to fuck someone. <laughs> anyway, so she goes, all you need to do is uh, like my video, or like watch my show and, you know, like leave some nice comments and that'll boost my ratings or whatever. And I'm like, oh, you know, I like, she posts me a link and I, uh, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, maybe, I bet it's going to cost me money though. But after I do that, I was like, look, let me just try one, throw one thing out there, right? Because at the end of the day, as much as I'm a fuckhead, you know, and sexually driven, the cam girl is still also a girl and I've got to be like on faith that I am still talking to a person there and it's not just like 
I don't know, some dude at a computer with like 100 pr profiles up. Maybe that's the case. But I'm pretty sure that's an actual person on the other side there. Like when I used to work in a strip club in Adelaide in like 2009, when I was like bartending at a strip club, some of those girls would do cam shit, you know? It's just like part of that lifestyle. I feel like it's just one avenue of, of income for them, you know? So I was, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm talking to a person here. Um, and... And I've got something to offer, so I was like, "Oi, I'm a, uh, I'm a stand-up comedian, and uh, I don't know what you do when you're not doing this, but like, if you ever get a minute, or 17 minutes actually, uh, watch this clip of me doing comedy in Berlin, and then I posted a, uh, my latest clip from Cosmic Comedy in Berlin at the start of December, and I was like, yeah, just watch that, and look, I don't expect a reply, but surely if I Surely if I drop that enough times to enough count, do, what do you reckon the success rate would be? <laughs> like, is it like 5%? Like if I drop it to 20 girls <laughs> with my like reply sales pitch, oh, is one of them going to watch my video and like it? <laughs> and, then, and then I've got a cam girl coming to my comedy festival show. Oh, that would be so sick. <laughs> um... I really got to be careful with this shit, man, because I know I'm a fucking sucker. I'm a, a brutal sucker. I have no... I have no... Um, I'm not a con man, you know? I'm someone who gets conned. I'm the mark. I'm not the, I'm not the fucking... Oh, what's that movie, Revolver, uh, when they talk about in every con there is always a victim and a something else. An opponent, a victim and an opponent. I'm the victim. I'm 100% the victim. But they say the, the victim always thinks he's the opponent. The one doing the conning always thinks that... Oh, no, the one getting conned is always always the one who thinks they're doing the conning until it flips right at the end, you know? Um, and I guess it's about humility. I just got to understand that I'm not smarter than these people because that's what they're trying to do every day is trying to stooge horny ass dudes like me who think they're smarter than these girls out of money um yeah I don't know it just would be I'm thinking like surely someone like that who sits around all day and uh like obviously is quite free with sex thinks about sex a lot sits around all day doesn't probably do much like puts on makeup buys clothes so that they can go on camera and, and like show horny dudes their clothes and get money off them that would probably be very into the kind of shit that I'm talking about in my stand-up so why not take the product to them right that's my that's my way of justifying um adding a bunch of cam girls on Instagram and talking to them <laughs> oh fuck I'm such a dumbass <sighs> all right good um, what else was I going to talk about here? Oh, I've, uh, man, today was a tough day at work. I was back at work today, did a nine-hour day. I say that like it's some sort of achievement, a nine-hour day. Oh, I mean, I really, I, I, I don't think I can do this whole having a job thing for much longer, you know? A few more years, maybe, off and on, but this is not something that I can see myself doing well into the future. I fucking hate it. I hate, 
I hate everything about having a job. I hate having to wake up and go to the place and then like, if you're not happy, if or like, you know, you just can't be honest with the way that you're feeling. You just have to be like, oh, good, how are you? Good, like, every fucking person that walks through the door and you're like, how are you? And they're like, oh, I'm good, how are you? I'm good. I'm just really good, everything's good. Fuck, man. I'm not, it's not that I'm not good, I am good, but I don't want to have to be good, you know? For you, to make you feel good. Why do we all have to be good? Why can't someone walk through the door of the cafe that I work in and I go, hey man, how are you? And they go, I'm good, how are you? And I go, fucking, you know what? Tired. I don't want to be here. I want to be home. Curled up in bed. In between, ugh. Yeah, it's just... Uh, it's, it, this is going to sound pathetic, but it's almost harder to go back to a job after not having a job since June. I feel like I'm deserving of more pity, you know? <laughs> I just don't want to do it, man. I'm already, you know, this is the second week and I'm already like... 8th of Feb, it's just until the 8th of Feb, like I'm already thinking in my head, when can I not be doing this anymore, but I just, I need the money, right? Um, and everyone there is lovely as well, all the people that I work with, so great, like, just nice people, some of them, they don't necessarily want to be working there either, they're kind of sick of it, and it just, working hospitality, man, like working in a cafe, some shit like that, I can't tell whether it honestly turns you against people um, or whether people just say that because they're, they're lazy, you know? I just, there's just something about the fakeness of it that's very draining. Um, like I was talking to uh, one of the girls there today and she's, she must be like 23 or something, we we're just closing together and... She was just going like, man, I don't want to work in hospitality anymore. Like her last week is like next week, and then she's going back to Brazil for a bit for a holiday. She's Brazilian, and then when she comes back, she's like, I want to go into mar. Like she just finished her masters in uh, in marketing, and so she's like, yeah, I'm going to go into that. Start looking for jobs in that. And she was like, yeah, because I just. She was going, I just hate these fucking customers. Like some of these customers are so rude, and all this stuff. And it's like. I don't even know that it's that people are rude. I think it's just that, like I was saying before, with the having to put on the nice face thing, that just will wear you down. I don't know, maybe some people are rude. I'm very hesitant. Um, in any case, when two people have a disagreement, I'm very hesitant to be like, one of those people was rude, the other one was right. Because it's normally that they just don't gel, you know, the, the connection between them isn't there. They don't gel as two people, right? That's why when you go on a date, sometimes you fall in love with someone, sometimes you just fucking get one drink and then you go home because you weren't talking well. Some people just don't connect. But in a situation like hospitality, you're forced, like the job is you make people feel good in their little five minute window of break on their work day, they come in, get a coffee and you're supposed to talk to them and and make them feel like you care about their pathetic little lives. (laughs) But... But you don't, and that's what takes it out of you, I think, is, is being forced to deny the lack of connection between you and a person sometimes, you know? These girls are so good at it, man. They're so, like, one of the girls, this Swiss girl, everyone that comes in, she's like, hey, how are you, and like, how's your, 
Did you sure ask them about her family? How's your wife? What's your wife's name again? Oh yeah, what's your kid? Your kid with the curly hair, that one, yeah. How's everyone? Just remembering innocuous little details about these people's lives and it's like, how do you fucking do that, man? And it's very funny as well because she kind of puts on that front, like when she's talking to people over the counter, she's so lovely. And then as soon as she's not, like when she talks to me, very cold and very, I don't want to say selfish because she's not selfish, but just maybe like self-involved, you know, wants to tell you the story about her life and is the opposite of the person who she presents when she's talking to people across the counter because she knows what the job is. The job is to make people feel good about coming in. It's coffee and bit of lunch sure but they want to feel like they're coming into a place that's like their second home that's like a sanctuary for them you know and uh she provides that illusion by remembering the names of various people in their lives and i guess that must be tiring for her so then when she talks to me when i you know i just work with her and she doesn't need to make me feel good uh it's just like, you know, fuck you, I need this to be about me because it's never about me. And so now when I talk to you that I don't need to impress, it can fucking be about me. That's fine. I like that. I guess it's a version of being no bullshit. <laughs> like being so full of bullshit <laughs> that you just use it all up. You don't have any left for anyone else, you know. All her bullshit is bought by our boss at 20 bucks an hour. That <laughs> she doesn't have any left for fucking stupid cunts like me who come into work and they're like, hey, uh, can I, I would like to get to know you as a person. She's like, fuck off, dude, I'm on the clock. Get out of my face, because i got to remember that this guy's kid's called Aramis and, uh, and he's got a weird thing with his nose. How's Aramis? Oh my God, is he okay? Yeah, everything's doing good with him. School, great. Oh, they get so tricky at that age, don't they? Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> You're so funny. Oh. Okay, see you later. Bye, have a lovely day. I don't know how to do that, man. I don't know how. I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed with that skill. Last night, this is like, oh my god, this is one of the most fucked things. This is definitely the worst thing that's happened to me this year, but that's not a big call. Maybe the worst thing that happened to me in all of last year as well, if it had happened in 2017, it would have qualified. You know, it's like an honourable mention in the, in the 2017 bad things. Because Anyway, <clears throat> I was in the kitchen, and this is my fault. I've had a bag of peanuts, of salted peanuts in our kitchen for months you know because i just use them to i like crush them up and put them on the top of stir fries and shit and uh evidently i didn't do up the bag at all but i just munch on them sometimes so me and uh two of my housemates these two girls we were sitting in the kitchen and i'm just eating some salted peanuts you know and i have like four or five mouthfuls and then i look down in my hand and there are amongst the peanuts two larval fucking moth caterpillars and I say moth caterpillars because I'm scared to say worms, but they were fucking worms. And they were the same color as the peanuts 
and I just, I, <laughs> honestly, I was just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I fucking threw my handful in the bin, and then I was just, I was like still chewing on the last one, and I went over to the sink and was like, bah, bah, bah. and I, oh my god, it was fucking horrible. And the reason I, I was so close to telling someone, on t- I was on Tinder at the time, I was just like chatting, and I was so close to telling the person, I was the, the girl that I was chatting to in that moment, like, hey, guess what just happened to me? Because <laughs> I was trying to laugh about it. And it was funny, it was shocking, but it was funny. And uh, I said to my housemate, Phoebe, like, oh, I might tell this girl on Tinder that I'm talking to about the, what just happened. And she was like, absolutely, do not do that. There is no way that in fucking hell that you should do that. And uh, I guess she was right, because I told another friend later on Facebook, and that friend who like knows me very well was just like, oh, I honestly just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> I ate five handfuls of moth worms, dude. That is fucking so disgusting, and I can never undo that. I've all, oh man, I didn't feel sick or anything. Like my housemate Naomi was so lovely. She was just like, man, it's just like fiber (laughs) she said it in a way that wasn't patronizing like that she said it in some sort of like you're not going to get sick sometimes people eat worms for sustenance whatever they're a viable source of food and nutrition Um, but it's also disgusting that that just you just did that and that's real fucked i fuck man i couldn't stop thinking about it all night my stomach was like churning the person i told on facebook was like i would have just thrown up right then and there and i was like honestly i just didn't think about that otherwise 100 percent, i would have too if someone was like are you gonna throw up i would have been like of course i'm gonna throw up right fucking now and just stuck my fingers down my throat i ate five handfuls of worms five not even i didn't even the nuts looked kind of weird in retrospect in my hand, but I didn't. I wasn't inspecting them because when I eat food, I'm not. I'm not like, oh, let me just hold up I, before I eat this food. Let me just check it for worms. No, I'm just putting it in my mouth. I trust it. It's food. We live in a fucking society with buildings and microchips and lasers and shit. And I, I ate a fucking handful of worms, like a caveman on a diet. Not even a caveman who's eating what he wants. A caveman who's like, well, I'm a cave wife. So I'm getting a little bit chunky around the edges. Guess I'm on the worms till Hanukkah, boys. <laughs> they celebrated Hanukkah. That was my off-cultural reference. In my head, I was like, well, they're cavemen, so they probably don't celebrate Christmas. So what's something that cavemen would have celebrated? <laughs> I know, Australia Day. <laughs> God damn it, I had a handful of worms. Little worm boy, it's little worm boy checking in on Tuesday afternoon here. Fuck me. Rah! Oh, bro. I'm just walking past this pub, McMahon's. It's like a backpackers hostel and shit. It looks like they've done it up. That beer garden was nice as shit. Hold on, I'm just going to drink some water here. Oh no, the fountain's broken. <laughs> looks like I'm not going to drink some water. Fuck, that looks real nice. I want to have a drink there. Lovely. That is absolutely lovely. That looks like a lovely bit of pub right that. A lovely little pub down there. I like to go in there. I like to have a drink with me mates. Or on my own. I'm not a... I'm not codependent, am I? I can have a drink on my own if I want. I can have a drink on my own or I can have a drink with my mates. Either way, I am comfortable.
Oh, this is fucked. This is what I wanted to talk about as well. Um, I went on... Do you, do you think people actually use, like, excuses to get out of dates? What do you think? Like, I'm... That's a thing that is, like... I feel like that's, uh... What am I trying to say here? That's something that's accepted behaviour, as in it's accepted that people do do that, that that has happened. But if we're honest with ourselves, what, who actually fucking does that? Because that seems crazy. Surely if you're not enjoying a date, you can just say, hey, uh, I'm, I'm just going to go now, you know? And the other, the other person can't be like, why? Why are you going to go? Is it because you don't like me? Like, you know, you can just leave, right? And there's no real protestations that are possible there. So I was on a date on Saturday and uh, we'd had like a bunch of chat beforehand, me and this girl. Um, really good like talk about um, just music and stuff. We are making each other playlists and rah, rah, rah. And then uh, we go out. Saturday we go to this like, um, it was called a, a something festival. Like a whatever, whatever that drink is that's like sparkling wine and juice. Mimosa. That's it. It was a mimosa festival, but it turned out that it was just like a promotion for this pub where you you buy like a $45 wristband and you get four hours of free mimosas, you know, just like keep... Fucking motorbike cunts. I fucking hate you. Go fucking kill yourself. It was a mimosa festival. So you get um, four hours of free mimosas, 45 bucks. And uh, so we're sitting there Saturday afternoon, piercing down with rain. Um, and we like sat under this shelter thing and watched the rain come down and, and got drunk. And we're having a lot of fun. And then around, like just before, maybe like the three and a half hour mark, we ate a little bit of the, the street food they had there. And then she gets a message or a call. Oh, she gets a message, I think, that was like, she goes, oh my God, my, uh, my friend or my friend's sister or something like that. Someone's just been in a car crash. Um, and so she was like, for a second she was like, oh, no, I don't know if I need to go or not. And then she was like, no, I, I need to go. I need to leave. And, uh, you know, obviously I was like, yeah, that's cool. She goes, I go home. I'm thinking the night's over. But then me and Blake ended up going out for, you know, the whole night, whatever. Um, and at one point, though, just after I'd been home for like an hour and a half, me and Blake were at the bar. And I was like, I just, I kept looking at my phone. And Blake was like, go on, just text her, just see. And so I was like, hey, you know, I hope everything worked out. Hope you're all good. Um, have a great night. And she was like, yeah, I'm just in bed with my friend and, you know, we're just hanging out and everything's kind of calming down a little bit. My question is, did, is that a real thing that happened? Did her friend's sister really get in a car crash or did she make that up to not be on the date with me? Uh, because, like, A, if she did, very funny, hilarious and a completely flawless get out like there's no arguing with that i can't be like oh yeah bullshit what is pictures man i want to see some pictures of this car crash i want to see the medical records of the <laughs> uh, there's no way you can't argue with that um and uh but the the other thing is that before we met when we were just chatting we had similar tastes in music and i was like dude there's this concert loyal Kana is playing the day after my birthday on the on the 6th of february he's playing in melbourne and I fucking love Loyal Kana and I was like, I feel like we have similar interests in music, so even if you're not like up on him right now, if you get into it, you can come with me. And she was like, yeah, keen. So I bought the tickets, so 56 bucks each. I bought them and, and she was like, surely, like, I was like, this is crazy but exciting and I love it. And she was like, dude, 
it'd have to be pretty disastrous if we couldn't go to a show like as mates, you know? And uh, I 100% agreed, and I love a spontaneous decision like that, but if she was having such a bad time on the date that she had to make up that someone was in a car crash, like, we still have tickets, and she told me she had a money-back guarantee. She was like, if it's... (laughs) She was like, I'll give you the money for the ticket regardless of whether I come or not. She gave me... She literally called it a guarantee. And uh, I'm just now thinking, like, if she was having such a bad time on the date that she had to lie like that, is she going to not come to the show? Like, what's going to happen with these tickets? I still want to go to the show. I was having a lovely time regardless, although I'm not going to lie, I did like her. She was very beautiful. (laughs) This is a stupid predicament, isn't it? This is what happens when you make decisions based on romantic ideas of of stories that you kind of have in your head before you consider reality <laughs> before you actually meet someone and go you know what maybe it would be weird to go on a date with someone not see them for three weeks and then go to a to a show whatever it'll be fine i just i'm just bummed that she left the date to be honest i thought i thought we were having a lovely time i thought we had a real connection i don't know what i fucking thought <sighs> so that's that's been me man it's been my week it's been a good week um I guess I would love to, I, I would really, alright, if anyone's ever done that, if anyone has ever lied to, uh, to get out of a date like that, I would fucking love to know. Please tell me about it, tell me a story, hit me up on, uh, on my Facebook pages, AJ Space Taco, like AJ Space Taco on Facebook, or uh, go on my website, Aiden Taco Jones, hit the contact page there. Just tell me, man. I want to, If someone else has done it, it'll make it more real for me. And then it'll be like, you know what? Maybe that actually did happen. Ugh. Dating. Dating. Am I right? Fuck me. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm running out of steam. That's, uh, that's been sitting under a tree for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. Have a good one. Peace.